You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I've had the joy of result of COVID to spend quite a bit of time uh, for that 482 days really considering uh, my life, my wife's life, our lives, our ministry, what I want to see accomplished before I pass away or be raptured. And then in addition, we've had this incident this year and the church has been so good to us and I've not missed a service. I've been every Sunday and Uh, at church this year and every Wednesday. And uh, I praise God for his privilege to preach in Sunday school and elementary and high school, every radio broadcast. But for the first time in my life, I studied often at home. And I'd come on the office and and, uh, have meetings, but I was home a lot. Allowed me time to ponder and consider I want these days in our life to count as a church. We're nearing 50 years of age in just a, a really just a short time, 600 some days will be 50 years of age, our church. God's blessed us because of you. You're amazing people. Uh, we've had 100,000 people nearly now walk the aisles of our church, trusting Christ the Savior, dealt with one-on-one. We've had many times more of that out on the streets led to Christ. Uh, you just cannot pass very many tracks in a day without having someone say, I rode the bus. I tell you that every week, had it done again this week, I rode the bus. Contractor came to my house a week ago, and first thing, this is my church, I rode the bus. They go to another Baptist church now, but thank God their family's in church. I, I thank God for who you are. You have built a quarter, over a quarter of a million square feet of buildings and remodeled all of them one time or another. Uh, you've expanded, you built 400 churches in the Philippines and paid for all of it and paid a pastor's salary for a year. Uh, you support a hundred and some missionaries, very liberal every month, every, every month we support them. We're building 200 churches in the Mexico right now. The radio's just going on and on. The Christian school is we're reaping such great dividends with those. Brother Fanera, thank you, your wife and the faculty. Uh, all the graduates that are out serving God, nearing 200 that are in full-time ministry, and 200 approximately that are here, and then, of course, people in other ministries as well. It's just an amazing thing. The college has well over 1,000 graduates serving God all around the globe. God's been so good to us. So when I tell you I'd like to have some redos, I feel like I'm chastising you and I don't want to do that. I'm talking much about me, but to collectively. My first message I spoke to you about, if I could redo, I'd make more soul winning. That's the heartbeat of God. Winning the loss to Jesus Christ. I'd want to make more personally, and I do want to make more, and with our church. I want us to have soul winning ministries every day and we're hearing of people getting saved every day. 
I don't know what we're up to now. I, I was told 150 some languages on the internet for our church that you can hear in your tongue how to get saved in Chinese and on and on it goes in English. All those languages, 150 some languages to hear. I'm preaching now and it's being interpreted in various languages of the world where people can hear my voice, but it's uh, in German or it's in Swedish or whatever. It's just an amazing thing. We have a lost world. And when a person dies lost, they go to a place called hell for one long eternal night. They'll never get out. The rich man in hell, he lifted up his eyes being in torment. I don't know how you can sleep if you have a husband or a wife or a brother or a sister or an aunt or an uncle or anybody that's lost. We must get very concerned about their soul, burdened about their soul. And then I said, if I could redo, it would be more faith. This has been a faith church. You have believed God for so many miracles. This property, and we can we'll go over it all the time, but when we walked around it, just one building was abandoned over here. None of these streets were here. None of these sidewalks were here. None of these buildings were here. And we walked around it. The owners gave us permission, and we claimed it as Jericho. And we'd walk around in these weeds for years, a couple of years, praying that God would give it to us. And by faith, he gave it. I just reviewed that story a few weeks ago. It's just a miracle. I know it's not a lot of land compared to churches in America that have the accessibility of land, but we have in the heart of the Silicon Valley a seven and a quarter acres on these two properties. Now that's not a lot somewhere else, but when land is millions of dollars an acre, it's a lot. God gave it to us. We're stewards. And I've been so burdened this week, this is not my message, but a lot of you young boys are getting our churches that we work so hard for, and I'm happy. A lot of preachers are, in our state even, retiring, and I'm not saying they're wrong to retire. They'll know what is right and what's, what, when the right time is. But this young generation is getting the gymnasiums and the dining halls and the Christian schools and the auditoriums that older men with their people sacrificed to build. Uh, you're a steward. Don't change that thing. The buildings you have inherited were not built off rock and roll music. They were not built off of contemporary music. They were they're built off of old-fashioned preaching and convictions. That's a steward. And you folks that are here, God bless you. I want to be your pastor till you die or till I die. But if you have any desire to change me, you're not changing me now. Amen. Work too hard, too long, and I'm not interested in the change that's going through our country and our churches. And by the way, you wonder why we have some of the people in the office that we have in office today? Because God's people. We have failed to be the salt and the light of this world. Faith. And the last Sunday night I spoke to you about the subject of holiness. Compromise is not holiness. God commands us to be holy as he is holy. We sang about holy, holy, holy this morning. Tonight I think by the scripture we have read and where we had an 
Acts chapter 12. It's very obvious I'm coming to you on the uh, subject of prayer. Prayer is missing in our churches. You recall, if you've been saved any length of time, that our gospel tracts used to say Wednesday night prayer meeting. Churches don't pray. We used to believe in prayer. We established men's prayer meeting. It used to be Saturday morning when I first came here 48 years ago. We moved it to Saturday night. And I don't care if no one comes, I'm having prayer meeting. And by the way, we had about 100 men downstairs last night. They had about 25 men praying uh, over at the other place, maybe more. I believe in Saturday night men's prayer. I believe what we do on Saturday night in prayer largely shows up on Sunday morning. I thank God for prayer. And I'm just gonna come to you on behalf of prayer tonight that I, I like when I see uh, Wednesday nights particular, I'll see a group of ladies over here praying and some praying over here, come on into church and, and, and don't start being quiet the rest of you. Go ahead and talk and fellowship and laugh. But I like when I see people gathering by twos and threes and fours and bowing their head and praying that God would meet with us. Let's keep it up. I don't mind it if all the people walking back and forth getting to your seat and the pianist is playing. If you feel like you want to pray here before uh, the service on a service, just come and kneel and pray. My house shall be called a house of prayer, the Bible says. Prayer is important because prayer comes from a Greek word, I tell you, which means to beg, to crave, to ask, to desire. You have not because ye ask not. God wants to hear from us. We have a heavenly father in heaven that wants to hear us. You know, I, I like sports and I was thinking this past week about how to get to first base. I guess I was reading because I read about a week ago, a guy struck out and he struck out. And by the time he stopped running, he was back at home plate. He hit a strikeout home run. The catcher lost the ball, got away from him. He ran to first base. They overthrew, he just kept running. Reminds me a lot like Kayon when he runs in baseball. He's so fast, he just starts running and he, he gets a little dribbler to the pitcher's mound and he just keeps running. I saw him at a home run like that. He's no good of a ball player, but he's fast. I want you to know that fella kept going and kept going and they got home and he slid in there and scored. A lot of ways to get to first base. You can hit the ball. You can get hit by the ball. Either way you get to first base. Uh, you can bunt and get to first base. You can beat out an infield hit. The ball can get away from the catcher. The, first ba the third baseman can overthrow. The first baseman can drop the ball. The fir first baseman can impede your running through and the umpire say, you interrupted the play, that runner's safe. Uh, you, can, you, you, can, uh, you can see the, the fielder and he's ready to catch the ball as the Chicago Cub did last week, ready to catch the ball and they got confused out there in the field and the ball dropped between two ball players. Guy got on. A lot of ways to get to first base. You know, there's a lot of ways to get your prayers answered. I believe in trying every single way possible to get your prayers answered. If I came to this building during the week, which I do often, and I come in here and it's dark and the emergency lights are on, 
There are doors everywhere on this lower floor to get in here. But if I couldn't get in, they're all locked. I'd know I'd go to that door or that door or that door or that door and that door or that door, 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 that door. I can go up the balcony. I'm going to get in somehow. I can go into the baptistry and get in that side or that side and swim across the water, but I'm getting in this auditorium. You know, sometimes we pray and we think there's just one avenue to pray. God gives us many avenues to pray. I think about personal prayer. I hope you have a personal prayer life. I like using a journal. It helps me in my prayer life. Your names, most of you are on it for some reason or another. You own a business. You have military family. Uh, you're, you're a widow or a widower. Uh, you're you're a, a business owner. Uh, God forbid, but there's many pages of those that are backslidden. You're a staff member. You're a deacon. Uh, you're, a, you're an usher. You're a this. You're a that. And you show up on my prayer page and pages. You know, there's personal prayer. Here in this text, verse 5, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing to the church. There's church prayer. And when we ask you to pray for something, we give you a prayer list and Saturday night men's prayer. It's, it's a purpose. Let's take this and take it seriously. There's personal prayer and there's church prayer and there's fasting prayer. Mark chapter 8, the disciples were concerned. Why couldn't we knit? Chapter 9, verse 28. Uh, we, we could not figure out how to get this man healed. And Jesus said, this kind cometh about by prayer and fasting. I believe in fasting. I believe you ought to fast somehow every week. Now, you may not be able to fast six days or seven days or three days, but I believe you could have a Jewish fast from sun up to sun down, or you could have a a morning fast. You not eat breakfast or not eat lunch or not eat dinner, but certainly you can give yourself, and instead of eating, you can give yourself to prayer. You know, if I had a child that was a prodigal, I'd miss a meal for that child. If I have a child or a grandchild not saved, I'd miss a meal for that grandchild. Out of 14 grandkids, all but the baby, and she's only about three or four, is not saved. Her name comes before the throne of grace from her papa every single day. And throughout the day, I'm praying for, for, for London's salvation. There's humble prayer. God says in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if we come humbly, then will I hear from heaven. So much pride. Don't, you, don't expect God to hear your prayer with a proudful attitude. I think of the prayer that's called bold prayer. Come boldly to the throne of grace. And sometimes and I try to approach God with a humble heart, but God said, my heart is humble, but I'm coming to you not as some stepchild. I'm coming to you as a child of the king. I'm coming to you as your child. God, you are my father. I'm coming to you boldly requesting and asking that you'll find help to help me in the time of need. There's closet prayer. In other words, where you get alone with God, you don't have to crawl in a closet but find some place that's private alone. There's mountaintop praying, and Jesus went to the mountain to pray. There's early morning prayer. There's evening prayer. There's all night prayer. There's faith prayer. There's effectual, fervent prayer. There's powerful prayer, Daniel chapter 6, verse 11. There's household prayer, where the entire house 
praise together. There's continual prayer, not just today, but 1 Thessalonians 3:10, continually, continually praying. There's two or three gathered together in my name. Pray, all sorts of prayer. There is in times praying. My Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, the end of all things that is as at hand. Be therefore watch and pray. In time praying. There's widow's prayers. There's political prayer. 1 Timothy 2. There's six. Any sick, let them pray. There's, there's praying for another, James 5, 16. There's importunity prayer. You just keep asking and keep asking and keep asking and keep asking. There's holy prayer. First Timothy, holy hands lifted up in prayer. There's everywhere prayer. I will that all men pray everywhere, everywhere. I prayed down Montague Expressway, down Central Expressway, down Santa Moss Expressway, 101, 680, 280, 880, you name the freeway, you name the road. I've prayed up and down those roads. I want to pray. There's constant pray. Men ought to always pray and not to faint. Pray without ceasing. There's garden praying. Jesus went to the garden and prayed. There's couple prayers. We will give ourselves to prayer. And pray, do not be bitter against your love with your mate, that your prayers be not hindered. Just don't pray. Find some door. There's the door of fasting. Well, then go through it. There's the door of all night prayer. Well, then go through it. There's the door on mountain prayer. Then there's the door. Uh, there's the two or three gathered. Find whatever door you need to and keep jiggling whatever door and see which one opens. Tonight, we're coming to you on the subject of prayer. Prayer. To, to crave, what a privilege to have access to God that I can, Hebrews 4, 16, come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. I don't know how your life is, but I long for Sunday. I can't make it without Sunday. Because almost everything in life that I deal with is negative. Phone calls are negative. People's lives that are out of control, sin, 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 and it's overwhelming. Family problems, domestic problems, marriage problems, prodigal problems, finance problems, job loss problems, backslidden problems. I'm praying for so many right now, even in this room, they're not right with God. They know it. I know it. God knows it. I love them dearly, but they're not right with God. They're not right. I'll tell you right now, the Bible says ye did well. Who did hinder? Someone got you off base. You're not the same. Don't blame it on me. Good night. I've got enough problems of my own. If you're not right with God, you've got to get right with God. I think you'll go to another church. Oh, that's real grown up. No, once you get right where, right where you're at. God said, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication. Jeremiah 3, 33, 3, call upon me, and I'll show thee great and mighty things thou knowest not. I've been singing all week, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to prayer. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. I think about how it is in a marriage. 
Brother Elisha and Lauren got married Friday night. And could you imagine now, if, and they're not, and they won't be this way, if they were upset with one another and then do what some real adult couples do, we haven't talked in three weeks. Oh, that's real grown up. You haven't talked to your man. How do you, I've asked people, what do you do at dinner? We don't talk. I, I said, you mean you just sit there, the two of you, and you eat? I mean, you don't talk? No, I don't talk. I don't talk, he doesn't talk, she doesn't talk, we don't talk. Is that true? Yes. And I'm not gonna talk to him. And I'm not gonna talk to her. Here's the leader of the club that's made for you and me. M-I-C-K-E-Y, Mickey Mouse Club. What are we thinking? I'm not, I'm not talking to you. No, no, no. I've got my marbles and I'm taking them. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna talk to you all night. Oh, Ralphie, come on. Grow up, big boy. Put your big boy pants on. Get the diapers off. Grow up. I mean, I can't believe how I've talked to people. It's been weeks since I've talked to my wife. We're mad at one another. You have got to be kidding me. You know, I love, I love talking to my wife. I'm sure I drive her crazy. I'm looking at you, could say, you could be shaking your head no or something, but she's going, yes, I do drive you crazy. Well, she wasn't doing that. How many are sitting next to somebody who drives you crazy, just drives you crazy? Yeah, a lot of you, right? Especially young people. We eat dinner together at the table. Used to be all the kids, now it's just us all these years. And you know what? We just, we, we talk. We visit. We ride in the car. And sometimes I think we're both thinking about something, but it won't take long. And we'll talk. We'll normally talk about my driving. <laughs> you ain't single. And I'm thinking, you know what? I didn't marry my mother. But the other day she picked me up and she was driving and I was doing the same. You're too close to those cars. You're too close. If they open the door, you're gonna hit it. And I, I thought all the way home and she said, oh my goodness, that was only four blocks. She said, you talked all the way home. I said, good, what I talk about? You're going too fast, move over. Well, I'm trying to help the sweet lady, right? That's what you ladies do while we're getting off, it's getting off the subject. Let's wrap it up in Acts 12. I, if I could redo these 48 years, I'd ask our church to pray more. Before I get to Acts 12, don't you remember COVID? You cannot drive by these steps. Any hour of the day, you could not drive by these steps or by the school little grass area out there. Over there you'd see a lot of times mothers on their knees in the grass, all hours of the day. Little children not permitted to go to a school or 
And then when they got to go in all masked up, they could hardly breathe. You go by there anytime, you would have seen mother, you would have seen moms and a lot of times dads on their knees. These, these steps out here all the time, all the time, all the time. Men out there on their knees, ladies out there on their knees, praying and begging God to open up the church in America again. You know how we got it open? By picketing. Oh, no. By pleading with the throne of grace. I love Acts 12 because on February the 8th, 1976, for Sunday school, it was the first time I said in my life to this church, to just a handful of people, open your Bibles in Sunday school to Acts 12. And I taught from this text, the very first Sunday school lesson was on the subject of prayer. The Bible says Peter was kept in prison. James, the brother of John, had been beheaded by Herod. He had been brought up with Herod, and his head was severed. Peter was therefore kept in prison. But verse 5 says prayer was made. Look at verse 1, will you please? I want you to see the circumstances that took place while they needed to pray. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter and put him in prison, delivered him to four quarterings of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to put him forth unto the people, to the people. The circumstance, they were overwhelmed with problems. You undoubtedly have greater problems than I have that you're carrying. When I have these poor little bad me little pity parties, I'll pray sometimes in the early morning, God, may I have one day, one just one day free of all these issues. Would you get me one day? Would you get me one day? I prayed that recently, and at 5.30 the first call came. And at 6.30 in the morning, the second one came, and at 7.40, the next one came. Earth shattering every one of them. I was trying to walk with God. I'd been up real early, real early. I was trying to pray. I thought, you know, God, I didn't sign up for this in the ministry. And after I'm done with my pity party, I got thinking about Jeremiah didn't sign up for a lot of that nonsense either. And Isaiah didn't sign up for that. And Hosea didn't sign up for that either. His wife left him in the ministry. I mean, a lot of these things. And, and you know, yeah, I, yeah, I could find myself crying about old Jack when God says, you're overwhelmed. Well, turn to me. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Some of you folks are so overwhelmed with issues. And I'm not saying you're wrong. Just... I don't know how, how, how you stand. It just seems like it's one thing after another. That's the condition. That was the circumstance of why they had to pray. Secondly, would you look at the, not only the circumstances of prayer, but the church of prayer. Verse five, 
Peter was therefore kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God. I know my wife must think about this, but I think of it so often. I wonder through a day, because I know I have the most amazing church, I wonder how many times a day our names are called before the throne of grace. Some folks do it at every meal. Some folks do it in their morning time. Most of you as Christians, when you pray your prayer life, you always include your pastor and his wife. I know of a few couples at 3.30 in the morning, they've done it for decades and decades and decades. 3.30 in the morning, they pray for Pastor Mrs. Trevor. I know people here that pray for my wife and I and our children and their mates and all of our grandkids by name. There's no money in the world that I could ever give you of thanks for what you do for us. There's something that happens. I have a book in my library. Something that happens when a church prays. I believe that right now, God, before our 50th anniversary, I, I just am persuaded that God wants to give us that building or that building or that property or this area. I, I'm just convinced that God wants to do that. When we got this property, we called it Jericho. I mentioned that. We'd walk around this place, but we renamed all these other, all these buildings. Uh, they got Jericho, but then they needed Ai, and they needed Gilgal, and they needed Shechem, and we went through the cities and named the buildings and named the properties, and then Kerjath Jerem was such a large area. We just claimed that public school over there. So that can't happen. Well, yes, it can. When? Well, it may be, may be in the millennium. We'll hear about the millennium Wednesday night. But it may be before the millennium. See, it can't happen. God can do anything. If God can save souls like he did this morning, God can do anything. God's hand is not short that he cannot save. God can do anything. God, God, God can give you the peace that passeth all understanding. Here, here in, this, in this text is the circumstances of prayer, the church of prayer. Look at the calm of prayer, the calm, C-A-L-M, verse 6. And Herod would have brought him forth the same night Peter was sleeping. This preacher was not up worrying and fretting and stewing. He was sleeping, and he slept between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers of the door kept the prison. Can you imagine that? A Baptist preacher, those, those two guards were right there. He had to be snoring, because you're not a good preacher if you don't snore. I mean, I've, I, I wake myself up all the time. I'm hearing these noises, and it's me snoring. Oh, it's great. I heard some of you snore this morning while I was putting you to sleep. God bless you. It was wonderful during church. I didn't hear anybody snore. You know, he had such a calm. Maybe you're like me. Sometimes my calm is not there. My agitation is there. My fear is there. Just fear. But without being sacrilegious, I wonder how many times God says, I've got this. Don't worry, son. There's the circumstances, the church, the calm. Would you look at this? I call it this circumvention of prayer. Look what he had to overcome. 
Behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and the light, now watch this, the light shined in the prison. When a light goes on in the dark of the night, what do you do? I'd wake right up. I mean, I'm not, if the light goes on, and, and, and I'm not trying to absolutely be rude, but we sort of had a rule that if for any reason my wife needed to be up when she was on that walker and cane, I want the light on. Sometimes she turned that on or something. I, I, I woke up. I mean, good night. You're going to wake up when the light goes on. Not Peter. Light goes on. And this angel had a smote him on the side. Poke him to the side. Hey, 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 wake up. And he raised him up saying, arise up quickly. And his chains fell off his hand. Can you imagine all the noise, lights, and someone poking them, and these heavy chains falling down? And the angel said, gird up thyself and bind your sandals up, putting on the shoes, cast a garment about thee. And, and, and it followed, and watch this, look at the noise, verse 10. And they were past the first and the second ward, and they came to the city, and, and, and which opened to them of their own accord, the gate did, an iron gate. Have you ever heard of an iron gate that did not make a noise? I mean, all this ruckus going on. And the Bible says, Peter came, when Peter came to himself, He's outside, he's, he just broke out of prison. They said, what in the world's going on? That, is what you call circumvention, was a result of prayer. He overcame some obstacles that were impossible. We're about done. Look at the criticism of prayer. And Peter came knocking at the door, the gate, the damsel came and hearkened, named Rhoda, and when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, thou art mad. Isn't that amazing? We pray, 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 and then when God answers it, that can't happen. It happened. But Peter, verse 16, continued knocking. And when they opened the door, saw him, they were astonished. What was the criticism? They had doubt. He's not there. And you have prayed in doubt, and so have I. And don't be so judgmental of yourself. I think because we are human sometimes, God's not looking at the doubt or the faith, though faith does move mountains. God's looking that you're, as a child, trying. It's like a child when they ride a bicycle I can remember I, I, the, I can remember Tiffany riding her little bicycle, and they took those took those little training wheels off, and I can remember right at the neighbor's house, the Griffins right next door, and, and she got going, and she caught hold of that thing and, and learned how to ride. I had to help her get off and stop the bike at times. Yes, God knows you're weak. God knows I'm weak. But I'd rather be praying as a weak, frail, uncertain man before the throne of grace than not praying at all. God knows that. We're out of time. The celebration of prayer, a miracle take place. Verse 17, they beckoned to them with a hand to hold their peace. 
And he declared how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Verse 18, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers what had become of Peter. <laughs> they sought him and found him not. The keepers complained and commanded that they should be put to death. And they went down from Judah, Judea to Caesarea, their abode. God has given you and I so very much. Let's stand together, please. God has given us so very much as we stand. But I'll tell you what, we've had a lot of women in this church that have believed in prayer. We've had many women believe in prayer. We've had many widows believe in prayer. We've had many men believe in prayer. Many couples believe in prayer. We have teenagers that pray at the flagpole. We have teenagers that pray at, pray at home, opening uh, their, their homeroom every day. I, 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 yes, I deal with negativity, but I get these emails. They print them out for me, and I write back a note. Someone types them. They're overwhelming how good they are. Brother Trevor, I'm a listener, and they'll give the state or the country. I love North Valley Baptist Church so much. And you ought to see the, 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 the emails and the text and the notes and the cards we get. Just overwhelming. God's answered your prayer. Who would ever think 48 years ago we could have be, be seen right now in 100 and some countries right now watching? Though you maybe didn't see that either, you're asking that God would allow us to reach the world from this place. We were probably thinking about missionaries. God says, yes, missionaries, and sending our own. But what about this thing called the internet that we knew nothing about? I owe so very much to you. I saw those buses coming in this morning. They're beautiful, $1.5 million you raised in a heartbeat. State says you can't run those buses anymore. Need newer ones. Well, we could have boo-hooed and stopped the bus ministry and complained all day long. Ah, this government. But God's people said, let's just give. And rich, nobody funded the whole, we all did it together. God gave us those buses in Oklahoma. That was a trip I'll never forget. I just rode along. Crews of men drove and we would take video, stop at a Cracker Barrel. We're here, and those buses coming. We leave at 4.30 every morning. Wow, 4 o'clock every morning. What a sight to see those headlights come on and 15 buses, 16 buses going down the road on, on a clover leaf, just one, one after another. Driving up to a hotel, parking them all in there. God's done so much through prayer. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.